Hebrews 11:23 to 29. By faith, Moses, when he was born, was hidden three months by his parents because they saw he was a beautiful child and they were not afraid of the king's command. Welcome, everybody. Good to see you. What a place to be on a Tuesday night. By faith, Moses, when he became of age, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the passing pleasures of sin, esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures in Egypt, for he looked to the reward. By faith, he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king, for he endured as seeing him who is invisible. By faith he kept the Passover and the sprinkling of blood, lest he who destroyed the firstborn should touch them. By faith they passed through the Red Sea as by dry land, whereas the Egyptians attempting to do so were drowned. The unsaved cannot go where you go. Stop trying to take them there. Give them the gospel. Something you need to understand. You can go and deliver the word, but you cannot take them with you until they know Jesus. Because what communion is darkness with light? Amen. That doesn't mean we don't love on them, but don't try and drag them with you. That's where people get into trouble. Love on them, give them the word, and let the word do its work. Because it's more than capable. So we're going to share tonight on part three, and we're going to just touch on strong faith. These are subjects that you can just draw down in, down in. But I believe the Holy Ghost wants to give us some nuggets so that we can think and meditate on these truths. We begin our life in Christ with the measure. We looked at that. Scripture is very, very clear that there are varying degrees of faith. Very clear. And that's why I never imitate somebody else's life in Christ because I don't know where they are. I don't know the road they've walked I don't know their time with God. And I might become inundated by what they are and how they minister and how they live. But you see, in Christ, there's a quality of life for each one of us specific. It's just that they've walked further than we have. I'm not necessarily talking in terms of time as in Monday to Friday, they've walked in obedience. That's how they got there. See, you can be saved 400 years and still be a baby in the Lord. You go to heaven, but we'll be a baby in the Lord. So we looked at little faith. Remember that? And we saw that it's ineffective it's completely ineffective in enforcing the authority that we have in Christ Jesus. Little faith. It's still faith, but it's little. 
because we don't believe we can do. We don't have the confidence that word means. In fact, in another translation, it says undeveloped faith. See, because the measure's there, but it's not developed. If I took my little granddaughter, I won't disturb her now because she's just sitting there with mommy sucking her toy. But if I took her now and held her up here and I spoke to her about this, she couldn't answer me because she's not developed. It doesn't mean her spirit isn't receiving it, but she can't verbalize it. So little faith and undeveloped faith means that you're not verbalizing what's in your heart because you're wondering, what if it doesn't work? It won't. As long as we wander like that. And that wonder will lead us into the wilderness and we'll become frustrated with going around the wilderness time and time again. When in fact, the promise wants to take us into the fullness of God in the shortest possible time. God's not holding out on us. We're holding out on Him. Always remember that. I'm waiting on God. You can't wait on God. Well, let me rephrase that. I know what I'm saying. You don't know what I'm saying. You can wait on God, but you need to understand as soon as you speak faith, He's not waiting anymore. So when we wait and we don't speak faith, we're waiting, not Him. He can't move. You've paralyzed him. He's, all, he's sovereign. He's almighty. He can do anything. We sang it tonight. But without faith, he can't. He has to. He cannot deny his word. Because faith is the code, the security code, to keep the devil out of the heirs of salvation's lifestyle. Remember what Adam did when he didn't have to do faith. He, was, he committed high treason and he handed over the entire earth to the devil. And God had to push him out of the garden. That was never God's heart. But he couldn't touch the tree of life because if he touched the tree of life, we were done. God would have literally have to start from beginning again because he can't deny himself. You see, when you look at Job, and everybody says Job was being tried, he wasn't being tried. He was in unbelief. And if you go to the end of Job, you will see that he repents to the Lord for what he said. And at that point, God begins to restore to him more than he ever had. So why would God not say, well, you've just messed around for years. You're done, Job. Come to heaven. I'm done with you. No, no, because he's God, and his word will stand true. So he got Job to a place so he could discontinue the work of the enemy. Because remember, he started the conversation by saying to the devil, have you considered my servant Job? In other words, the devil hadn't even seen where Job was in the spirit. He said, I can't touch Job because he's in your bosom. So the Lord highlighted the unrighteousness in Job's life. He never denied God, but he was in unbelief. Come on, family. And God was looking for the opportunity to restore. Come on. 
God loves his creation more than we understand. My goodness. So we looked at that little faith. So the degree of faith we decide to live in is entirely our choice. If I only had more faith, you can have more faith. No, but you don't understand. I do understand. I came into the kingdom faithless until I got saved. When I went to church, I was skeptical. But then God meets you and he gives you the measure. I didn't understand it all. And so Jesus, in Mark 4.20, he celebrates the power of choice. Why? It's because that's how the kingdom lives, through choices, through decisions for God. Amen. Now, eventually, God's had enough with this creature. He's already prophesied it in Revelation. He'll shut the devil up once and for all. He's had enough. I don't want to get to heaven and then I got to learn. Because <laughs> I'm going to have to learn. So let's read Mark 4, verse 20. But these, these are the ones sown on good ground. Those who hear the word, accept it, and bear fruit some 30, some 60, and some 100. Don't judge the 30 folders. Don't judge them. Once upon a time, Many years ago in my life, I would say, when I was preaching on faith, I'd say, if you don't have faith, you're living in igloo. You know what an igloo is? Cold and dingy and round. And you've got to crawl on your hands and knees to get in. And I was in prayer one day. I'd said this many times in my early ministry. And the Lord said this to me in prayer. He said, where did you find the igloo in my word? I mean, well, it's just a figure of speech. He said, it's unbelief. Jesus said, my people have a mansion. Don't you ever tell them that they have an igloo. You have not been to heaven. Yes, sir. Do you understand? He'll let it go. But eventually he'll cut it if you don't change. Because can you see what I'm doing? And then I used to say, even if you have 5% faith, at least, so I had two lessons on faith, at least you got 5% faith. Same thing, different time. Where did you find 5% faith in my word? I said, it's just a type of speech. He said, you are speaking unbelief to my people. I said 30-fold, not even a percentage. Because a fold is more than a percentage. It's not a multiplication. It's exponential. Can you see? So even if you at 30-fold, you light yours ahead. Light yours ahead of the world. Do you get this? We like yours ahead of the world. That's why the devil wants our faith. 
That was interesting. As I shouted faith, my thing opened up. Really did. So the Bible says, let's go there. Well, I mean, you're there already, but let's look at this. But these are the ones sown on good ground. Who sows the word to you? Well, of course, that's, I don't mean to be ambiguous in my question. I understand that you could sit, you could hear a sermon, you could hear a song, and the word sown. But you see, if you take the magnitude and the importance of your, the magnitude of your salvation and the importance, you will realize who is bringing the sowing of the word to you, Holy Ghost. Why? Because you and I are to walk in the completed works of Christ and do them. And the only person who can show us the truth, the absolute truth, is the great teacher, the Holy Ghost. And when we're feeling down because we're in the fire, he comes and he counsels us. How does he counsel us? He takes us back to the word because the Bible says he will guide us into all truth. He will not guide us and pamper our emotions. Come on. He will guide us into all truth. So all he wants is for you to get the truth. Come on, family. That word guide literally means to teach and to lead. And people say, I don't need the Holy Ghost. I don't need this tongues. Well, the Bible tells me in Jude that if I pray in the Holy Ghost, I stir up my faith. You don't guide people by forcing them. So remember, the word guide literally means teach and lead. What's he teaching you? How to believe. What's he teaching you? Faith in Jesus Christ. And everything in this word will produce faith because God said so. Come on. Can you see this? So Jesus then defines good ground. And that good ground is those who, interestingly enough, hear the word. So simple. So when he guides us, do we hear him? I said, when he guides us, do we hear him? That word here means actively align your attention with what is being said. That's what it means. Those that hear the word. So it's not a casual conversation. That's, the, that's why the Bible says, be slow to speak. 
think before you speak. Sometimes hard for preachers. Be careful of frivolous talk. You can have fun, but watch the level of frivolous talk because it contaminates. See, it's futile. The Bible speaks of the unsaved. They speak after the futility of their mind. I've been around family, unsaved family. This is not recently, but some time ago. And their celebration is how drunk they got. <laughs> now, I was there. I remember those days. What rubbish. What's that to be proud of? But you're proud of it because you know no better. You just know no better. So that becomes the thing. Because the devil substitutes it with the other wine, the word of truth. Amen? Because the Bible says, be not drunk with wine, where is in excess, but be filled with the Holy Ghost. So, two term, two term, two. Two Thessalonians three, verse one and two. I, be, I know I'm going through this quickly, but just listen in your heart and get these scriptures down. For all men have not faith. Let me go there, Lord. Let me read that. I think I need to read that. Look at this. Finally, my brethren, he's talking to those in Thessalonica. Finally, my brethren, pray for us that the word of the Lord may run swiftly. Isn't this beautiful? And be glorified just as it is with you. And that we may be delivered from unreasonable and wicked people. Listen to this. Thank you, brother. Listen. And that we may be delivered from unreasonable and wicked men. This is the church talking to the unsaved. Paul's talking to this, this, the church in Thessalonica, and he's saying this for them. Why? Because the enemy's resisting truth. And then he says, for not all men have faith. Not all men have faith. So strong faith is spoken of in Romans 4, verse 20. He did not waver. I mean, obviously, you need to spend time unpacking this. He did not waver at the promise through unbelief. But he was strengthened in faith. Talking about Abraham. But he, while he was waiting for the promise, he was not strengthened by brethren. He was not strengthened by the food he ate. He was not strengthened by the gym he went to. He was not strengthened by the R&R &R he was conducting. 
rest and recreation. The Bible says he was strengthened by his faith. And then he gave glory to God. Strong faith empowers us. Can you heal somebody? How many of you, how many times have I seen legs grow out? How does that happen? How does the bone grow? How how do the veins grow? How do the muscles grow suddenly? The Word. Faith in the ability of Jesus, we release Him to work. It enables us and strengthens us. That's what it does. Strengthens us. And it makes us strong. Faith makes us strong in obedience. So when God talks, we don't deliberate for six weeks. Is this God? Are you with me? We go, we go. 1 Corinthians 16 verse 13, and I close. Watch, stand, fast in faith. This is the Bible. Be strong. Be brave. Look at this. Watch. Don't sleep. We started in ministry. Do you remember? We planted the church. It was a precious brother. Loved the Lord. The only problem was he slept through every service. But he couldn't help it. He just slept through services. But he loved the Lord. Afterwards, he'd talk and lovely man. And that's where I got over people sleeping in the service. But if you sleep, I'll shout because I'm not there anymore. Watch, stand fast in faith. What is faith? Total reliance on Christ. And to be brave and be strong. It empowers and increases our physical strength and health. I want you to hear that. I'm closed. It empowers us, strengthens us. Faith does. Makes us physically strong. Causes us to walk in health. You see, the ultimate is we believe in divine healing. Of course we do. And there's nothing wrong with that. But what's very important is that we continue to pursue the promise of God until we become or get to a place where we walk more in divine health. More and more and more and more. So the 30-fold, the 60, and the 100. What does the 100 look like? I don't know. But I do believe that a hundredfold is where you are totally sold out to God. Nothing will stand in your way. Nothing. 
You'll be like a Smith Wigglesworth who reads his Bible every 15 minutes. Imagine that. Imagine that. We're getting to a stage, church, and I say this very carefully, it's a very dangerous statement. We cannot carry on working for the secular. We cannot. The sinner, I think Joshua said this the other night, was it Joshua or Lloyd? I don't know which one said it. The sinners, how do we gather the wealth that they're collecting for us? This sounds so off the wall. 